like 20 seconds of dead air and I had the whole thing I said in that 20 seconds so I was talking about how I actually trigger finger I hit the like start button too soon okay whatever man it's Joe Public on the public record here on Radio Nope huh I like took the wind out of my sails, man. Ah, I was totally ready. I was pumped. I was fired up. I was ready to go. I want to go, man. I want to go. Ugh. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just, it just is, it is what it is. Whatever, right? <laughs> I hate that phrase. Why did I say that? I don't know. Anyway, um, last week I did the punk rock thing. Week before that, did the prog rock thing. I had this like thought in my head. I'm like, you know what's funny is prog rock came back, but prog rock came back like after punk, as post punk, by just stealing a bunch of stuff from disco. So, hmm, interesting, interesting theory. Shall we play with that theory a little bit? I think so. Here is some music that will make you think on the public record. Mirror's tarnished with no help 
And that's the Eurythmics. Eurythmics? Eurythmics. <laughs> I get all ready and then I do it wrong. Eurythmics with Here Comes the Rain Again. Uh, before that, we had Depeche Mode with Love in Itself. And he started us off with Gary Newman from his Telecon album, one of my favorites, a song called This Wreckage. You're listening to Joe Public on the Public Record here on Radio Nope. It's Tuesday night. Indeed, indeed, indeed. It is, it is, it is. So I had the theory again, as I as I stated at the top of the show, um, I had the theory that, uh, so I did the prog rock thing a couple weeks ago, and then I, I had the show last week that was all punk, punk rock stuff. Because, um, you know, punk was a reaction to prog rock. But I feel like the whole like synth pop new wave thing that followed the post-punk new wave thing that followed was kind of like a reassertion of the the aesthetic that was behind the the prog rock stuff and also super influenced by disco and influenced by punk so it was like the total synthesis of all of that stuff and it was super cool yeah <laughs> i have friends sometimes ask me is there any kind of music you don't like and i'm like mm, no there are but I don't talk about those kinds, and I don't play those on my radio show. So, um, hey, listen for a few years here, and you maybe figure out what I don't like based upon what I don't play. How's that? Sound good? Anyway, we'll get back into the music. This is a track. Um, this is like uh, a track by a guy who is super, super influential on everything that came after him, and I will elucidate on that later on. This is Warm Leatherette. <laughs> Warm Leatherette Warm Leatherette Warm Leatherette Warm Leatherette See the breaking glass In the underpass See the breaking glass In the underpass Warm Leatherette Warm Leatherette Warm Leatherette Warm Leatherette Hear the crushing steel Feel the steering wheel Hear the crushing steel Feel the steering wheel Warm Leatherette 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 Melts on your burning flesh You can see your reflection In the luminescent dash Warm Leatherette Warm Leatherette 
cigarette A tear of petrol Is in your eye The handbrake Penetrates your thigh Quick Let's make love Before you die On warm Leatherette 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 Join the car crash set.
Before that, we heard DAF with Der Mussolini. Tanz mit Der Mussolini. <laughs> oh, family's talking in the background. Can you hear that? Wonder what they're talking about. Hmm. Can't figure it out. Oh, they're shouting. Cool. Um, Fat Gadget otherwise known as Frank Toby with Collapsing New People and The Normal otherwise known as Daniel Miller with Worn Leatherette mm, I got a frog in my throat uh, ribbit um, yeah so I mentioned like the the the, the normal super influential um, Daniel Miller founded Mute Records um, Mute Records went on to release a ton of synthesizer pop rock post-punk stuff um including Depeche Mode and and maybe the biggest yeah absolutely the biggest artist that that he got behind was Depeche Mode and he had a huge influence on their songwriting on their recording everything um and and still does I believe to this day um and then Fad Gadget or Frank Tovey um also super influential guy um that whole like uh, whistling through the drain pipe kind of sound, as I used to call it, uh, synthesizer. That's a he was one of the first like pioneers of digital synthesis, and so he he had all these radical noises, and uh, and people like Depeche Mode heard what he was doing, and they just jumped all over it, and they ran with it, and they they kind of created their own thing out of it. So there you go, super influential guys. And, um, and also there's a ton of, there's just a ton of disco in there. It's just, it's a ton of disco, but there's also a ton of like prog rock, you know, I would be, I would be astonished if any of these folk that I'm going to play tonight are, did not have a pile of Emerson, Lake and Palmer and Genesis and Pink Floyd and whatnot in their record collections. They might not admit it, but I, I bet they did. Anyway, I'm going to get to more music here. Uh, I'm going to swing over to the slightly more commercially oriented thing with some Thompson Twins. Yeah.
record i remember when that song came out um i was in college doing college radio and nobody knew whether they liked it or not but we all ended up playing it to death like i think we wore the record out i think i think so yeah i think like 20 different djs like played it it may have even been one of those records where our music director took the vinyl and hid it because it was getting played too much i don't know why I listen back to that now, and I'm like, okay, that's weird. Uh, before that, blank man, blanc manche. I got blank. Okay, reel it back. The name of the band is Blanc Manche, which is a um, sort of a sort of a pseudo French dessert. It's very popular in uh, England. Um, yuck. Uh, <laughs> had it, didn't care for it. Um, but another that's another track that we played to death in college and um and also got so into making fun of the band name instead of calling them blomange we called them blank manage and and that got to the point where we we would back announce it on the air as blank manage so i'm going to say blank manage uh living on the ceiling yeah <laughs> before that yazoo Otherwise known as Yaz, um, but I always heard that they were Yazoo in um, in the UK, and the name got changed to Yaz over here for I don't know why, some kind of trademarky thing going on. But anyway, Yazoo with Don't Go, and Yazoo is Vince Clark, who is a founding member of Depeche Mode, who quit Depeche Mode, and when he did that, everybody figured they were done because he also was their main songwriter, and it's kind of like a um, a Sid Barrett leaves Pink Floyd thing where everybody goes, well, who's going to write all the songs? And Roger Waters just steps up and turns out he's a great songwriter. Um, Kind of same thing happened with Depeche Mode. Vince Clark split. He started Yazoo, um, started a bunch of other bands after that. Um, I guess he has a hard time working with people. (laughs) Anyway, he, he split and took his songwriting skills away in Martin Gore um, discovered he could write, and so you know, and then wrote all of basically all of the 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 hits, minus a couple, for Depeche Mode through their whole career. Thompson Twins started us off with "Love on Your Side." I'm I, I remember as a kid hearing that song, hearing anything by the Thompson Twins, and and wondering and loving the sound of the bass on there, and wondering what the heck that was, and always assumed, um for a while that it was some kind of synthesizer bass thing because of the way it slid around the notes slid around and uh and then i saw them i actually saw them play and they had this great fretless bass player up there and i saw him play and i went oh my god i gotta have one of those so for years i had a fretless bass and um 
it goes in, in on the list of instruments that I got and I learned how to play. And that when I brought them to band practice, the rest of the band went, please don't bring that. <laughs> ah, the more you know. Anyway, I'm Joe Public. You're listening to Public Record. I'm doing the synth pop thingy thing along. The synthy poppy thingy longy 80s. It's fun. You should, like, get up and dance. Dance, monkey boy. <laughs> no, no, nobody wants you to do that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to play a couple of, I'm going to play a couple of tracks here um, that are related to each other, and then I'm going to explain why they're related to each other. Um, this is Visage. <laughs>
super underrated that's abc with poison arrow and they're kind of like they're they're on the they're on the cusp of being like a synth pop band because there's elements of that and what they're doing but there's also kind of this neo brit funk thing that's going on there too so there you go there you go what can I say? I was hooked actually on ABC the first time I saw them. They were all wearing gold lame suits. I thought that was killer. It's like A for effort, gents. Thank you. Uh, before that, Japan with Quiet Life. Uh, Japan, which is a band that started off just basically being a shameless Roxy Music ripoff band and then turned out really, really cool. They were really cool when they were shamelessly ripping off Roxy Music, like on Quiet Life. Um, but, you know, they went on to inspire all kinds of people. And um, David Sylvian's had a great, their singer has had a great career just as a, a guy who makes music that um, is just immensely cool to chill out to. It is like the chillest chill, chilling of all chilling. That's what it is. And before that, Ultravox with All Stood Still and Visage with Fade to Grey. So I was going to talk about 
what those two bands have in common. Um, what they have in common is it's basically the same band. Um, uh, Visage was a vehicle for this guy um, who was nothing. He was not a singer. He was nothing. He he was he was just um, he was a, a fixture in the club scene in London, and somebody thought, "Hey, we should you should make a record." And so they gathered up musicians and the musicians turned out to be the people who would go on to form the second version of Ultravox. Um, so you've got Billy Curry, Majura, you've got, uh, Chris Cross. Um, yeah, yeah, basically it's Ultravox, Ultravox, and then Ultravox. So there you go. Yeah, that's what it is. It is. I'm Joe Public. You're listening to The Public Record. We got, uh, I think I have like 45 minutes-ish to go of more, uh, more music for you. More of this. More music of this ilk. <laughs> Silky ilk. Um, I'm gonna go like in a slightly less commercial direction. Um, there's there's the, there's a handful of bands that like totally caught my imagination um, as a kid listening to this stuff, and this is one of them. This is Cabaret Voltaire. <laughs>
with your head, you think you're mad, too unstable, kicking in chairs and knocking down tables in a restaurant in a West End town. Call the police, there's a madman around, running down underground to a dive bar in a West End town. In a West End town, a dead end world, with the East End boys and West End girls. In a West End town, a dead end world, with the East End boys and West End girls. Boys with West End Girls here on the public record. I swear the f- first time I heard that song, I thought Neil Tennant, who's the singer, 
in the Pet Shop Boys was Al Stewart from uh, the song Year of the Cat. Um, <laughs> I thought Al Stewart did like a synth pop song because, man, the voices sound the same. Uh, I also recall having seen the Pet Shop Boys at the Warfield Theater in San Francisco. Um, no, I did not buy a ticket. I uh, I was working there, and I saw their show, and I could not have been more bored if I was sitting on a chair facing the corner because I'd been bad. <laughs> There's just something about one guy standing near his synthesizers, mostly monitoring the sequencers, and occasionally playing a few little things with one hand, and uh, another guy who's got all of the uh, lead singerly charisma of a damp noodle um, performing for an hour. I mean, just, it was it was awful. I mean, the music was fine, but it might as well have been pre-recorded, and also nothing, there was nothing to look at. Nothing. <sighs> so there you go. Uh, before that, fur, fur. It's true. That's how you pronounce it. Fur. With doot doot. That's a great song. That's that's like a. I was I was glad I found that one because I I I knew when I was trying to build this uh, show that I wanted to play that track and. Um, I really dig that one. There was a there was a time where like that was a, a, a really difficult to find record, and everybody was desperate to get it. Um, probably because nobody could get it. <laughs> That's how those things work, right? Um, Paul Hardcastle did nineteen before that, and Cabaret Voltaire started us off with Sensaria. That's how I have to pronounce it. I am, I am legally required to pronounce it with a vaguely Spanish accent. Centaria. Yes, there we go. Because I am who I am, and that's all I am. I am Joe Public, and you are listening to The Public Record here on Radio Nope. Uh, I got like a half hour of stuff to throw at you. Um, here's a song you know by a different artist, um, but this is actually the original version. So there you go, Fun Boy 3 on The Public Record. Can you see them? See right through 
I'd mentioned uh, seeing the Pet Shop Boys and it being similar to watching Paint Dry. I will give them credit for this. They did not do what Howard Jones, the man who did that song I just played, Things Can Only Get Better, which is a great freaking song. Actually, all his his records are amazing. Um, the guy's an amazing songwriter, a great singer, fantastic musician. Um, but, and there's a huge but here, um, while the Pet Shop Boys bored me to death, um, at least they did not do what Howard Jones did when I saw him open for Depeche Mode at the Greek Theater in Berkeley. Um, they did not decide to attempt to entertain the audience while stuck behind a keyboard, a huge stand of keyboards in the case of Howard Jones, by having a mime at center stage. I will let that sink in. A mime. And I'm and I'm I I'm not kidding at all. Seriously. Like a dude in a black leotard with white face paint and like harlequin makeup. Like seriously doing like I'm stuck in a box. <laughs> it ah uh, ah uh, I just feel like I just got re traumatized. <laughs> Cause I, cause I remembered that. Yeah, just I. Yeah, it totally re-traumatized me. Okay, mm, right. Anyway, yeah, Howard Jones. Um, things can only get better. Before that, King, Love and Pride, the amazing Paul King, who was an MTV VJ with the most epic, bizarre cockatoo mullet you've ever seen. Um, after his music career kind of wound down. He was an uh, Irish singer. Um, hung out with Captain Sensible from The Damned. Like, I think they actually had a band together for a while. Um, I don't know. Love that song, Love and Pride. But, uh, boy, what a mullet. Um, yeah. Before that, Kim Wilde with Kids in America. That's a great song. It's a fantastic song. Like, you know, one of the best ever and we started off with Funboy 3 with Our Lips Are Sealed, the original version of Our Lips Are Sealed. Uh, Terry Hall, who was in the specials and then started Funboy 3, he co-wrote Our Lips Are Sealed with Jane Weedlin of the Go-Go's. And the Go-Go's did their version. Funboy 3 did theirs. Funboy 3's came first, as I understand. Um, and I like them both. I like them both. I don't have a preference over either one. But I always thought that was interesting that that there was actually a totally different kind of more differenter version that that came out in the UK. So there you go. All right, um, all right. As the as the way things are going to go, because the way they always go with the show, I'm I'm not going to come back on. Right, I'm going to play out music. Um, so I'm going to tell you when I'm play. Um, kind of, I'm going to play the Human League. Um, what else? What was I thinking about here? But that, yeah, when I get to, past that point, I don't really know. So you're just going to have to take your chances. So there you go. Yeah. Um, I have been Joe Public. This has been the public record. Uh, it is the thing we do here on Radio Nope on Tuesday nights from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific time. I know that's late for you East Coast folks, but you know what? You can always pick us up on the podcast on uh, iTunes or iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, Outcast, 
uh, Google Play, all that stuff. It's all there. Go go f- seek it out if you can't tune in. But you should tune in because that's more fun. You know? That's way more fun. So uh, anyway, here's some League for you. Got some love action. That's not an annoying sound at all.
Rockets!